welcome to the Covenant Poetry Podcast. It's a beautiful evening here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The sun is shining. You might even be able to hear the birds even through uh, my microphone. So thankful to have you listening. The ultimate aim of all content released from Covenant Poetry is to draw people's hearts to the heart of God. And through wholehearted, spirit-led, creative expression whether it be through spoken word, books, poetry, music, or in this case, a podcast, we want to see people encountered by God. So I'm so thankful that you are listening today, and I'm so thankful to get into the Word of God. Um, If you've listened to my first episode, the Lord, obviously, there was quite a a gap of time um, before He you know, confirmed that I was supposed to release another podcast uh, episode. But recently, this message is just burning on my heart. And uh, the Lord confirmed that the message needed to be shared just through a short, simple podcast episode. So let's pray and then we can dive in. Lord, God of the universe, creator of the stars, we just thank you, Lord. I just just feel teary even just sitting where I'm sitting having the technology that I have in front of me the sky is blue where I am right now the sun is shining I'm alive I have food I have clean water I have freedom to worship you I have freedom to release a podcast episode like this and Lord we just praise you and we come in gratitude and just and just one in in the wonder of who you are didn't think we'd get emotional already. <laughs> Lord, we thank you. We honor you. I just pray from this moment on, this podcast episode would just be a pleasing, fragrant aroma to you. I pray that you would be glorified. I pray that it would be your name that is seen and made famous. I pray, Lord, that your kingdom would be advanced. And I pray, Lord, that people would encounter you, Lord, through these words. They become closer with you they would see your face then it would draw them to your heart we love you lord with all of our hearts all our minds and all of our strength and we give you all the glory in your holy name we pray amen wow so thank you so much for being here we're just gonna dive right in so this is gonna be a simple uh not as long as my last one i was simply reading psalm 77 the other morning And this message just jumped out at me um, and hit my heart very deeply for myself. And I believe it's a message that the Lord wants to touch um, a few other hearts with as well. So we're just going to dive right in. Feel free if you, (laughs) I don't know if you have your Bible in front of you, but it might be in your car or wherever you are. But I'm going to go ahead and just read the whole psalm. So we're in Psalm 77. I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven, but my soul was not comforted. I think of God and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. You don't let me sleep. I'm too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days, long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? 
Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? And I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. O God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God, a God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the Red Sea saw you, O oh God, its waters looked and trembled. Its waters looked and trembled. Oh, sorry. When the Red Sea saw you, O oh God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled in the sky. Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along that road like a flock of sheep with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. This, and I'm having my time with the Lord and the word, I just saw the scene of the Red Sea so vividly in my mind. You know you have those times when the Lord just reveals you, to you in pictures of like, man, what, what it was actually like. And as I'm reading those last descriptions of, you know, when the Red Sea saw him, when the thunders rumbled in the sky and the thunder roared and the lightning, like, and who knows, I'm not sure what it actually looked like, but this is just what I saw in my mind. It just like came alive. I just saw it being like, you know, as the, um, you know, Egyptians were approaching the Israelites, I just saw this, like, I saw, like, rain and darkness and thunder and, like, this whole scene, and then you have, like, thousands and thousands, you know, of Israelites and, you know, thousands of Egyptians. Just this whole scene, like, how scary and terrifying and, like, horrible in so many ways um, it must have been. And the, the verse that really stuck out to me, was verse 19 and it says your road led through the sea your pathway through the mighty waters a pathway no one knew was there and that's where the title of this podcast episode comes from that he is the god of unknown pathways so after i was in psalm 77 and i was just seeing this red sea picture so clearly i flipped back um you know to the account of where the red sea uh, story is shared originally, you know, in Exodus. And I'm not going to read the thing whole chapter 14 verbatim, but I am just going to point out some things that I saw when I was reading it just to, again, like to create this picture. Then the, the Israelites had fled, had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds and are coming after them. Again, just building on this picture, you have six hundreds of Egypt's best chariots along with the rest of of the chariots of Egypt. Like, do we understand 600 of the best chariots? And then there were like a bazillion more. I don't know how many bazillion is, but there was a lot. <laughs> and the Egyptian chased after them with all the forces, all his horses and chariots, all of his troops. 
And then as Pharaoh approached the people of Israel, they looked up and they panicked. They saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? You know, they start complaining. I mean, just think of this moment. Again, I've visualized this scene. Again, I don't know if it's exactly how it looked like, but I just see in my mind like this rain and darkness and panic and just chaos with all these people and just think of families and their children and they think that their children are just about to be absolutely slaughtered like they just think there's no way out so they're just complaining what a thing to do out of all things this is not helpful but they're crying out weren't there weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt what have you done to us why did you make us leave Egypt didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. And I'm just blown away by Moses, this leader's response. And in this crazy, chaotic moment, it says, but Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will will fight for you just stay calm it just makes me think of you know like in movies or whatever you know you hear people like are you calm i am calm or when people are like calm down i am calm like i just think of all these people that are freaking out and moses is like just stay calm like your lord will fight for you and then as you go on it says, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving, which I think is funny too. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like, get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. I'm going a little forward here. It says, so that my great glory will be displayed. Again, I'm kind of jumping around in different verses, different highlights. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. Then the angel of God, who had been leading the people of Israel, moved through the camp. Goes on to say of the the pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. The cloud settled between the Egyptian and Israelite camps. As darkness fell, the cloud turned to fire, lighting up the night. Verse, Verse 21, Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong wind. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land. So the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side. Going, jumping forward here. But just before dawn, the Lord looked down on the Egyptian army from the pillar of fire and cloud, cloud, and he threw their forces into total confusion. He twisted their chariots, wheels, making their chariots difficult to drive. Let's get out of here, away from these Israelites, the Egyptians shouted. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt jumping down so as the sun began to rise moses raised his hand over the sea and the water rushed back into its usual place and the egyptians tried to escape but the lord swept him into the sea and not a single one of them not a single one survived but the people of israel had to walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground as the water stood up like a wall on both sides Jumping to verse 31, when the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and in his servant Moses. This is the word of the Lord. So going back to Psalm 77, tied back then with the original account, 
Verse 19. Your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. We serve a God of unknown pathways. We serve a God of supernatural pathways. Just looking at dictionary.com, how simply how a pathway is described, it's a path, it's a course, it's a route, it's a way, right? And this is what the Lord reminded me in the simple moment reading these two passages of scripture. The same God who created the unknown pathway of the Red Sea parting is the exact same God that I serve today. And he creates unknown, supernatural, crazy pathways in our lives. And our job, like Moses, is to listen to him, to be paying attention, to be obedient and to watch him do it. I'm blown away by Moses' response considering the circumstances. Like we really have to put our human selves in this moment of you being the leader, the weight on your shoulders, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of lives on your shoulders. And this you're about to be slaughtered by this army and you go basically say like, don't worry, the Lord will take care of it. When there's literally no logical option, there's nowhere to go, there's nothing to do, there's no way... I mean, they can try to defend themselves, but like, regardless, like many people are going to die. And his response is like, just stand still and like watch the Lord work. And it just looked so illogical, you know, to all of these people in the natural, in the world. So what did this miracle of the Red Sea reveal? Like we just read in the passage, we read that it displayed God's glory in it so that people would know that God is Lord, that he is Lord. And a result of this miracle of Moses's obedience was faith, right? The Israelites were in awe and they put their faith in the Lord and in, you know, in the Lord's servant Moses. And for me, it just, you know, communicated to me and reminded me that it is the same way today. We serve the same God who parted the Red Sea and he creates these unknown paths in our lives when we are obedient to him and listen to him and these situations could look with these situation in our life could look hopeless impossible honest like horrible you know and when we rely on god he can create he he will create you know an unknown pathway that no one knows is there like no one can see it it makes literally zero logical sense but we serve a god who creates unknown pathways in our lives one time, um, a coworker said to me, he, he, it was so sweet. We're just sitting there. He's an older gentleman, so precious. And he looked at me and he said, and he was saying it for my life, which was so encouraging. And he said, when someone says, here I am to the Lord for real, it's incredible the doors that that open that no man could ever open. Can I, I'm going to read that again. When someone says, here I am to the Lord for real, it's incredible the doors that open that no man could ever open. For me personally, this concept of unknown pathways, I mean, for, for people, it can apply. This can apply in so many ways. And I'm sure yeah, even as you listen to this, you can think of these unknown pathways you're even praying for or, or hoping for or just 
asking the Lord for a way. And I think for me, just in a very practical um, way, much different than the Red the Red Sea Party. But for me personally, it's marriage. I'm uh, single, about to turn 28, and um, that's totally great. But we live in an often religious culture. I uh, hate the word religion, <laughs> but we live in often a religious culture that's drenched in self-sufficiency and self-will, frankly. And when God calls us to dependency and his will, we have a culture and sadly often a Christian uh, culture that just like forces our own will. And for me, an example would be just using a practical example of marriage. Many people that oh, want to get married, so I'm just going to force it and make it happen. When we're not called to self-will, we're called to listen to the Lord and be dependent on Him and be obedient to His will. And the only way that we can do that is to listen to Him. And I think um, with this in particular, and I, I don't need to go <laughs> into a rabbit trail into this topic. It's just an example. But the, ten- the, the temptation can be to do it the way the world says. You have to do it this way. Like, this is what makes sense. This is what's logical, where we serve a God of unknown pathways. And I believe and have complete faith and full trust, praise God, preaching to myself, <laughs> but full trust that in my life, my my um, the Lord to me personally has shown me that I will get married at some point, but that it's going to be a supernatural pathway. It's not going to be... Uh, me forcing it or having to make all these things happen rather it's going to be the lord and that's going to be as i'm yielding to to him and yielding to the holy spirit and listening to him and being with him and just walking the walk he's the one that's going to create the supernatural pathway the unknown pathway that i can't see right now to this miracle and that's what i want i don't want to do it (laughs) i want to depend on him to do it man we serve a God of supernatural and unknown stories, of unknown stories and unknown pathways, and he's the one that makes a way. I absolutely love Corey Ten Boom. Um, she's a huge inspiration in my life, and I'm so thankful that she wrote down her story um, for people like me to be able to be inspired for. What a woman of God and a woman who yielded to the Spirit. In her, in her book, Tramp for the Lord, that I'm reading right now, that my mom bought me. Thank you, mom. She has a quote that jumped out at me the other day that I believe really ties to what I'm talking about here. And her quote is, What a joy I would have missed had I disobeyed. What a joy I would have missed had I disobeyed. And the context of when she wrote this was that she, the Lord told her to go to Argentina and pretty much to go blindly. And there was lots of things con- to consider. I forget where she was at the time. She might have been somewhere really far away, somewhere in Europe or Africa. I can't remember. But anyways, God told her to go to Argentina and she, you know, to do ministry of some sort. But she had no plans, nowhere to stay. It, you know, it was completely illogical. It made no sense in the natural, made no sense financially. It made no sense culturally, logically, all those things. Most people probably would have been like, you're a nut. But when she did get there, the Lord supernaturally created a story, created these unknown pathways for every detail, and it led to so much ministry and her ministering and sharing her story and and, uh, I don't even know every all the things I don't even know if I've read far enough yet (laughs) but people coming to the Lord and lives being changed and that's when she makes that statement what a joy I would have missed had I disobeyed 
if she would have yielded to worldly cultural logic versus yielding to what the Lord is saying and having faith in what he's saying. So just in conclusion here, we serve a God of unknown pathways. And you might not see it now, but if you continue to persevere and be obedient and just focus on the Lord and be dependent on him and not dependent on yourself, all the unknown supernatural pathways that he will open that will will give him glory and i fully believe when we're obedient to god not only is it for his glory but it's for our good it might be very hard and painful and we often look a lot different than the lives around us but i know in my heart that it's not only for his glory but it's also for your good because he is such an incredible incredibly loving god who truly wants the absolute best for his children so I just encourage you, wherever you are in life, whatever unknown pathway that you're hoping for, you might not even, again, you might not even see it. I just want you to have, want us to have faith that God can literally do anything. And ultimately, these miracles are to give him glory, to show the world that he is Lord, that people would come to know his name, that the lost would be saved. And like this case with the Israelites, even the ones that do know God, that they, their faith would be increased and they would see that God is real and they would have people to emulate and to look up to. And it just, I could go on and on, but I'll say this. Oh, the joys you'll miss if you don't. May we choose his will and not our own. Oh, the joys you'll miss if you choose not to be obedient. May we choose his will and not our own. And just watch as God, our God of supernatural, of unknown pathways, makes a way just like he did when he split the Red Sea. And watch as people come to the Lord as you're, you're filled with joy and wonder and can live a life you could have never dreamed possible. So Lord, we just, I thank you, Lord, for being a God of unknown pathways. I thank you, God, for your faithfulness. I thank you, God, for your, your victory. I thank you, God, for the wonder of being your child, of being your servant, of being loved by you. I just thank you, God. I just pray whoever's listening to this right now, God, would they be filled with faith, knowing that as we trust in you, as we follow you, as we lean on you, as we rely on you, as we yield to you, Holy Spirit, that you make a way. You are the way. You are the only way. Lord, I just I just pray that we would not yield to our flesh, but we would yield to our spirit, that you'd, we would put to death the flesh and come alive in your spirit that you have so graciously given us because of the blood of your son. Lord, I thank you for the gospel. I thank you, Lord, that we can experience this miraculous life, this life full of grace because of the blood of Jesus. We just love you with all our hearts and 
I just pray, Lord, for an increase in faith and trust in the body of Christ, in the bride of Christ. May we trust you like a, like a husband and wife. May we submit to you as the bride to our husband, our bridegroom with everything we are and trust in you and yield to your will and be obedient and just enjoy watching the supernatural and unknown pathways open for us. We love you with all of our hearts. We thank you, Lord. In your holy name we pray. Amen.